What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 11 featuring Dan Milan. Dan is a former pro hockey player who played major junior in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and had a seven-year pro career. Let's get to it. Damn, Mylon, welcome. Uh, why don't you uh, drop your socials there? I know you got a clothing, clothing company. Talk a little bit about that. Give us a Man. brief little intro. Hockey career, everything. A little, little, little intro about myself. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely uh, on the unique side of things. I think I take a little bit of a different approach to a lot of stuff. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, big, big into, you know, obviously played hockey my whole life for the most part up until this uh, this year. And, uh, um you know, big into fashion, always been, been big into that, been big into clothing, but I just, uh, stuff would be too expensive on the shelves. So I just decided to teach myself how to make it. And then, uh, I just kind of built my own brand from there and, um, it's kind of stopped a little bit. It's kind of, I shouldn't say stop, but slowed down just because I have been so busy with working and trying to also help my uh, parents move out of their house, which is hilarious because I'm doing their mortgage. So I never, never thought, <laughs> Yeah. Um, otherwise, man, I, I guess we'll have to find out a little bit deeper inside Danny Milan's mind. Cause I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, yeah, so you played, so you played major junior, right. And then, uh, signed from there. So talk a little bit about that where you played and kind of that, you know, the hockey journey for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grew up one of those, those kids that I was definitely a late bloomer. I, uh, I played, you know, I had played AAA for, for most of my childhood, I guess, and up until high school. Um, but you know, when I was playing AAA, I never really played. I didn't play much at all. Um, I was actually on a computer team. Now we were really, we were one of the top teams. I'm not kidding you when I say I, I there were games I played two shifts and, uh, um, so got to the, the high school ranks. I decided I wanted to play for, uh, this all boys Catholic school, um, out of uh, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's man, they had an ice rink on campus and it was kind of a, a time for me to step away from getting sucked behind the, the, the triple A kids, I guess, and showcase myself. I, uh, still had to break in sophomore year. I never played. We made it to the state championship game. I sat in the stands. Um, at that point, I was really, I was really at a point where I just wanted, you know, I wanted to be a hockey player. I dreamed about it. I just never felt like I was getting a chance. So at this point, I'm pissed off. Um, luckily, I had a dad who, you know, he played college football and was a big, I mean, the biggest influence. But he knew I wanted to be good, so he started training me. Um, you know, junior year, I start to get, you know, I basically went from the worst defenseman on the team to, so I don't want to sound like a arrogant, but uh, you know, best defenseman on the team, like going into my junior year. And then it was like my senior year. Uh, you know, I had a little dilemma on whether I wanted to go to juniors or if I wanted to go back to high school and, and, you know, have one more year to really, um, have that confidence and, and, and kind of, you know, do my thing before, before taking off. Um, so got some recognition, uh, out of my senior year. I, I thought I was going to go, uh, to the USHL, which is where I was, drafted um I ended up going to 
I'm not even in, I'm in OHL territory. I ended up going to the Quebec major junior league, um, playing for Moncton. Uh, and that was, it was weird, man. Cause my whole life I'm thinking I'm going college. I, you know, college is my, where I, you know, that's what you dream about, I guess. And, uh, it was funny because I, you know, no, all the schools that I really wanted to go to, they all wanted to see me play junior. So I didn't really have there were team that teams that offered me, but I didn't, uh, they weren't my first choices and I didn't want to commit to them. So, um, but I didn't have any, I didn't have anything to back me up. Like if I go to the USHL, I get hurt, you know, it's all, it's all for nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't end up playing college at all. I don't have college paid for. Um, this situation out in Moncton was really unique where they had been known already as a, as an organization that um, put a lot of guys pro. They had a coach who Danny Flynn, like smartest hockey mind I'll ever play under um, by far, man. Um, and so, but even before going into that, they just had that reputation. The owner was a billionaire, really took care of his guys. And they had offered me an opportunity to have my school paid for as soon as I stepped on the ice for my first game. And I couldn't turn that down. And I ended up going that route after my, my rookie year. I, I, I had a good year. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough. I ended up signing with Tampa Bay. Uh, the next year after that, I didn't have my best year, uh, second year of juniors. Um, you know, I, I started to do a little bit of a different role. I started, that's when I started to go from being more of an offensive guy to now Tampa wanted me to kind of start uh, molding into more of a defensive puck moving guy. And um, so that's, I started to do that, but I had a, I had like a, I don't know when you're young, you, I feel like you're like a little bit of a head case. So like for me, like not playing power play, this is the first time I'm not, you know, and it's like, um, you know, having to deal with that stuff. And I, I just, I wasn't putting up points. I wasn't doing, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it took a little bit of a toll on me, but uh, you know, it, it was, it was good. It helped, you know, make me more well-rounded. And then, you know, I turned, turned pro from there and yeah, that was a journey as well. Se seven years. So Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats on a great career, by the way. And I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's never easy to, you know, walk away. But, I mean, I was there with you for the last, you know, four games of it. And, like, you know, can't thank you enough. You're one of the guys who took me in. You were always so good to me and, you know, treated me like I was one of the guys from the start. So, made my time in Greenville super comfortable. So, um, you know, I'm always thankful for having you on that team, man, and, you know, being able to be there for your final games, you know. Yeah, no, man, you're, I mean, it was, it wasn't, it was so easy to take in. I mean, you're, you're, you're a good guy, man. You're a good guy, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, so, and it's all, I know how it is, man. You want to feel comfortable right away. Like, it's just like, it were, one of some of the worst, well, no, I shouldn't say worst things, but like nerve wracking things would be going to a new team and stuff like that. Especially, man, when I would go to another team and it was like maybe I had a little bit of bad blood because I you know I had that little side of me that that was on the ice that uh rubbed people the wrong way for sure but uh, I, I you know tried to show them hey man that's not me off the ice and, yeah no you, know you were good man. you were good I, and I, I don't know if you know me I'm like super socially awkward at first but like you know you especially walking into a new room <laughs> you're like and you're walking into a new room that man, man like hockey I was just like this I had like, so I was just like this the whole time walking around, like my shoulders up to my neck, like just on yeah. eggshells and you just took me yeah, in, like, Man, yeah. you know, we had had a conversation. We were just, oh, it just helped out so much, but so I'm super grateful for that. But 
So yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're saying you're like you say socially awkward. Yeah. No, dude. We've known each other for two weeks. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like we meet in person. Maybe, now. maybe I'm, maybe, you, I'm behind, gonna give you the. You're getting the well, biggest hug once I see you. That's fine. I'll give you one back, but I might be <laughs> awkward with it. That's all right. It's just one yeah, of those I, didn't, I didn't think you showed it. I didn't think you showed. It. I thought you were you're you're pretty talkative, man. You know, maybe it was just behind the skin. You know what I'm saying? It's like oh, the nerves, yeah. like I was saying. <laughs> oh, I had the nerves. <laughs> but then, I, and then you came up to me and be like, "What's up, baby?" And I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> That's hundred percent. Yeah, had but, to. Had to. So yeah, man. So I mean, obviously, we got to talking there and got to know each other a little bit in our short time in Greenville. But you know, I mean. We kind of talked about some stuff that we've dealt with in the past, mental health, or currently have dealt with. So, if you don't mind, just kind of talking about maybe some of the things that you have struggled with or currently struggle with in regards to that. I think it, it all kind of. I'm a like just personality from a personality standpoint, man. I've always been the guy that kind of like I kind of take in everything from all around me, and it's weird because I have that balance to where like, oh, I don't really give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll just I'll do my thing, like. I mean, as a hockey guy, I feel like when the most part, when you look at hockey guys in general, like you don't see a guy as outlandish as me as far as like style and just kind of me, you know what I'm saying? So I took a lot of shit for a lot of years and that, and it affected me in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I learned to kind of like, yo, this is me. Like I would be very unhappy if I was faking it. So I, uh, you know, I, I kind of got that reputation and it died down and I kind of didn't give a fuck even, you know. Even my last year, guys coming into the league for, like, their first year, like, they don't even know me, but they're calling me style and mile and, like, go take another selfie. It's like, our first off, boys, that, that, selfie wasn't, <laughs> that selfie was not for you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, thanks for uh, – you know, I used to see guys all the time. Like, I, they'd be viewing my story and shit like that. I'm like – but they didn't follow me. And, like, I, I know I, I'd play against them. And, like, I'm like, dude, why are you, why are you creeping like this? But <laughs> – um to get back to things i you know I, I am a guy that still i do take in everything and i remember everything especially you know the way that i interact with people and stuff like that and um you know i've always been more of a lover i've always been more of a guy who you know really tries to be very genuine and care and stuff like that and you know you, obviously just in real life you don't see there's so often you don't see that um you know just in yeah everyday life and for me to going into my my pro year that's when things started to really uh you know I had to do that extra element of you know now I'm not just a guy who now I was an offensive guy good skater worked hard before now they want me to be this guy who is defensive but now I have to start adding that grittiness and start getting my confidence and my meanness I guess is how I would put it and I uh you know, going through that, it was, it's very unnatural. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I did have a lot built up because all the shit, I guess, that I took just when I was younger and whatnot, being, being a different kid that didn't really always fit in. I, uh, I, I had that drive to really just, you know, all right, man, be, uh, you know, be tough, be confident in that stuff. And, but after so many years of it, and that's my unnatural way of, of really who I am. Uh, you know, it was nice and it's always cool to like, I guess I won't say get a little extra space on the ice, but guys would just kind of let me be, or I could, I could kind of do my thing out there a little bit more. Um, but after a while, when you have that expectation from, from coaches everywhere you go, they expect you to drop the mitts. They expect you to 
stir the pot or get under guy's skin, which, you know, I, I do, I would enjoy, I'd have times where I enjoyed doing that, but I had a lot of times where I just was very much over it. I didn't want to be that guy. And in my last couple of years, I definitely did not want to be that guy. I, uh, you know, I like playing hard. I like being, you know, stirring the pot when I wanted to, but I didn't want a coach having that expectation that this is, this is what I do. And um, so I wanted to move away from that. The, the business side of it definitely took its toll as well, which I feel like you guys can all attest to. You've all seen that stuff. And it, it goes like, you know, your whole life, you think, you know, you don't play for the money. You definitely don't play for the money in the minors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's good money and people don't really understand it, but you don't, you know, it's not, for me, it wasn't really worth smashing my body every game or, you know, I'm giving guys hacks and whacks. Now I got to worry about a guy. I'm going back for the puck and, worry about him burying me from behind and I just uh you know again going back to the business side of that sorry I'm kind of going all over the place a little bit boys but uh, you're good you're good um the business side of things and those expectations from coaches you know that was another driving factor that kind of you know was driving me away from the game it was taking away from the funness of it um, you know, at that point you, you, you try to find, you, you love the game and you love being with the boys and you, you like competing, but some of the other bullshit, you just, you know, I was over it after so many years, I had my NHL deal with Tampa for three years. It was funny. Cause you know, that took a toll on me in a sense, right? You know, how am I, I'm getting, I'm becoming a better player. I go into the last year uh, of training camp. I get, again, not to sound arrogant. I got, you know. I knew it was the last year of my deal. I had to do everything in my power to try and get some sort of a chance. I came into camp. I got first place in every single test category. Um, I lost to Stamkos. I got second place in the high jump, long jump Stamkos. Okay, you got to do the same thing on the ice. I was more confident than ever. I had never been so confident in, in my abilities. I was a different athlete just from that summer of training. And I didn't even get a chance at the American League camp. I went, they sent me, I went from the NHL camp straight to the coast camp and uh, didn't play any black and white or blue and white scrimmages in Tampa, nothing. And it was like, it was so, that was like, wow. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 and everybody saw me do that stuff in the camp, like just how I was playing in the practices and stuff like that. And it was like no chance. And then from that point on, I, I felt like, you know, I had some moments of being really good and, and seasons where I had really good seasons and I still wouldn't get any shot, any sniff. And so I felt like I was beating my head against a, a brick wall in a sense. Um, so I guess, you know, from the, the physical side of it, the, the fact that I'm not getting any opportunity, um, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Um, and the business side of it, you know, and the culture side of it as well. I think the culture is very cool. It's a rock star lifestyle in a sense. Um, but, you know, I needed to add a little bit more structure in my life at that point. I, I was, again, over the other three factors and I was ready to kind of move on. But I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. man. like, you know, hockey is my passion. Clothing is my my other passion. But am I going to make any money off of it right away? I think I need to build myself some financial freedom to really help that take off. So I'm not going to make any money out of that right off the gate. So what the hell do I do? You know, that was a thought that was daunting on me for, for such a long time. Um, you know, meanwhile, I got to go and, and play and you got to perform and you have that pressure that, um, 
you know, the expectations from the coaches, but you also have that pressure. You know, if I don't do my job, I could get traded. I could be fucking here. You know, tomorrow I've seen guys get traded four times in a year. You know, I never wanted that guy to be me, obviously. And, and, you know, you have that pressure to perform every night. It's a different kind of pressure than like what I'm doing now. Very different. Right. I mean, it's, it's split second decisions. And if you make one split second decision the wrong way, it's a, it's in the back of your net. And, you know, too many of those are, even if you don't have too many of those, you know, even if you're having a great season, you still might get fucking traded. So that was something. <laughs> it was, it's so weird how it works like that, man. It's like, so, um, but what do I got? I don't know what I want to do after. And I don't know what I'm passionate about. And uh, while last, last, when you saw me res man, last, like my last season, I was a different person mentally, bro. Like I was, I was, a. I was, that was a long season, man. And a big part of it, I'm not even going to BS you because I think a lot of times it's kind of athletes don't really talk about this side of things and stuff. But I also, man, I had stuff going on with everything we just listed, but there was a blanket over top of it. I was having issues with, with, you know, what was going on in my relationship and my relationship was, it was, I mean, it was effed up on a different level of as far as why and stuff. I won't get into that part of it, but it, it put such a blanket on me and I was so I, you know, my heart was tied to this stuff too. And man, it was like, you know, going, waking up to practice, waking up for practice, just getting out of the bed was one of the hardest parts I had ever like, you know, you think about a really hard workout and stuff like that. This was like on a mental side of it, man. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of my bed. Like I was so, I've you didn't even put, want to roll over, right? I you did. didn't even want to roll over. You just fucking no. laid there. I was, it was, it was, it was scary, man. It was scary. And this is where, you know, it starts getting a little bit more deep where I'm, you know, I, uh, all this stuff going on in my relationship, all this other stuff I'm dealing with. And I, uh, you know, I'm looking at my mirror, man. I'm looking at the mirror and I, you know, you don't recognize the person. I'm like, Fuck, I don't even know how to really articulate it. I, uh, like there was, I, I had never in my life ever thought that, you know, I had, I would, I hated myself. I would look at myself in the mirror, man. Every single day I would like sit in the corner of my room and like I had my roommates, they didn't really know because I'd have like music playing or something like that. And I'd sit in the corner of my room and like, I would like fucking cry. And then I would be like, I don't know how to explain it, man. I was just in such a deep depressive state of mind and just trying to get myself to practice, to have the motivation to go into games was another thing. I couldn't get a pregame nap and I couldn't eat my pregame meal and I'm going to the game and, you know, I'm eating bars at the rink. I, you know, I finally get a little bit of a good mood because I'm around the boys and, and around the music and, getting hyped up that way but still my motivation wasn't there um which was funny because I'd be playing good games it's almost like once I go on the ice it was like all right this is my haven in a sense and it doesn't really make sense or add on to what I was talking about before about all the stuff that I didn't like about the game but I'd go into the game and I almost didn't give a shit I had nothing to lose because off the ice I uh you know this is my time to just be in my peace but off the ice it was like it was the I was just in a very dark place, man. And, you know, I had gotten a suspension early on, which I think kind of, um, kind of shows what I was going through in a sense of, you know, I, 
completely out of character. I played rough around the edges, I guess, but you know, for me to get a puck off the face off and just try to rip one right at the, the other team's bench, which, you know, like a, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people were in disbelief that I did that. I ended up getting 16 games on that shit. But there was a lot leading up to that, man. There was a lot leading up to that. And I, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I ended up getting traded through that, through that suspension and stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I I kind of touched on a lot of things, man, but I I feel like you guys everybody I feel like can relate in a sense. Um Yeah, I guess that's Yeah, man, like <clears throat> I mean going up like going back to like one of the first things you said about like how you're kind of different, more unique than most people and have that fashion sense and people give you shit for that and I mean, I think it's just awesome that you're so open about it because people can be passionate about things and, you know, keep it to themselves. But, like, you embraced that and, like, showed how passionate you really were. And, like, obviously you got shit for it, but you, like, kept going and kept going. Like, yeah, eventually it takes a toll on you, but, like, you still have that passion to, like, fall back on and whatnot. But also going back to what you were saying about, uh, like, looking in the mirror, like, one of the things I had in Worcester was, like, fuck i gotta go to the rink and i get up and brush my few teeth that i have left and i'm standing there and it's almost like i was hearing this little kid voice just like screaming inside of me to like be excited and just like kind of get out there and you're just like staring at yourself and you're like fuck that like i don't even have the energy to like listen to this right now and it, it just makes you resent not only going to the ring, but everything that's like going on outside of that, like what you're saying, Haven that you had. And it got to the point for me where I didn't even have that Haven and ended up being stupid and whatnot. And it just adds up and it fucking does take a toll on you. Mylon too, real quick, man, you were talking about how you'd said, you don't even know how to articulate it, but just some of the things that you were saying, you didn't even have to fully articulate it. And I immediately knew exactly what you were going through just from yep. personal experience. And it like puts you immediately back there and have like these vivid, you know, visions of what that was like. And it's the absolute worst feeling, man. Like not being able to get out of bed. There were times where I'd wake up, keep my eyes closed. Like I know I'm up, but I want to keep my eyes closed. Just like trying to make myself fall back to sleep. Cause I was like, here we fucking go another day. I got to like do this shit. Right. Every day is just a battle. You wake up and you're like, can it be nighttime so I can go back to sleep already? You know what I mean? It's just. But even when you try to go back to sleep, I mean, it was like I couldn't even go back to sleep. It was, it's weird because, again, like lifestyle is great. You go to practice, you're basically working, what, 50 minutes a day? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really. Yeah. But, but, and it's, it's, it's amazing. I honestly, I feel like it, it, it's a, it's a, I got past it, but you know, I, I'm in a way better place now, but for about a year there, man, um, again, like, uh, not knowing what I want to do afterwards, I want to do something I'm passionate about, but I'm so confused in all these aspects, different aspects of my life. And then on top of it, you know, relationship, boom, just blankets, everything. And I can't rise to my feet, man. And I'm depressed and I'm call, I'm calling, you know, I'm making calls to my family and I, I'm, you know, just completely a different person. And, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, can't get out of bed, can't roll over, can't freaking do anything. I couldn't even, I mean, any activity took, it took effort and 
you know, never my been part done some of the hardest workouts done some of the most strenuous stuff you could do to your body. Um, but the hardest thing by far that I ever had to deal with was just simply getting out of bed. Um, you know, all of last year, it was, it was a nightmare and staring at myself in the mirror and hating myself and, uh, you know, being by myself, crying, trying to listen to, trying to get myself out of this funk, but I can't do it. I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to do it. Um, you know, I'm just basically taking it and I'm just stuck down there. And, you know, it was, I, I, to this day, I don't really know. I guess I just was so tired of it after such a long time, but man, there were some days where I didn't think I was even going to be on this planet anymore, man. Like there were days where I didn't want to, I didn't even want to be here, man, for a long time. And I, uh, you know, how I got through it, I, I guess I would go to my, my family and, and my friends and just still having a, a bit of hope, I guess, deep down inside me somewhere. I found it. And I didn't see it, but it somehow helped me and I stayed above water. I couldn't do it. I had that voice in my head that wouldn't let me go to that place that, you know, where I wouldn't even be here on this, on this earth anymore. And it's, it's, again, it's, it's so hard to you know, in a nutshell, really explain all the feelings. Maybe I need to have a couple of drinks of me or some shit to really, uh, <laughs> but it, uh, you know, God, yeah. I mean, man, <clears throat> obviously you and I didn't know each other, but, um, I mean, even after the time that we've had, like I got the utmost respect for you, not only because of the journey you've had, but just for you to admit what you just admitted takes take some serious stones and like i'm so happy that you're here to tell your story because people are going to hear it and they're going to be motivated and you know they're going to benefit off of everything you've gone through so i appreciate you coming on but i mean respect to you for having the stones to do that and i mean clearly it took some work but i mean all good things usually do it it took a it, it definitely it definitely did man and um like i said i'm a guy who takes everything in and I've done that since I was a young kid. So, and, uh, I've always, it's funny though, boy. I mean, I, I, it's like, once I started getting good at hockey, um, once I started getting good at hockey, you know, or, or getting recognized for it, which I'd say was probably about junior year of high school, you know, then I started to be cool and stuff, I guess, you know, because I was good at hockey, but I wasn't really any different of a kid, you know, before that I was still a weird fucking kid. Like I just was, I was just, you know, myself. Um, and I always believed in being myself and I somehow knew that concept when I was young, but still like, uh, yeah, just, I, uh, you know, had, had to go through a lot, I guess, mentally, man, I was a kid. I was bullied all the time. I was bullied all the time. Um, you know, and just, just not accepted. I wanted to be the cool kid. I wanted to get in the groups on field trips. I'd always end up being, you know, last kid, it sounds like a pity party, but like legit, like fucking, I, people didn't give me the time of day when I was younger. And once I started getting good at hockey and my acne started going away, I was like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm cool. Oh, okay. Girls are starting to like me now and shit. And I remember all that stuff and I carry that with me. And I, I think that, you know, all that stuff kind of plays a part in how I was last year. And, and, I mean, still who I am today, I guess, but, uh, fuck, I don't, yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's one thing I always respected about you is just how you just, you did exactly what you wanted to do. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I respected the hell out of you for, you know, 
having that, you know, the clothing line and all that and just being – because, man, you know it, and all three of us know it, there are so many guys who want to do the exact same thing that you're doing. But you know how hockey culture can be too. A lot of great guys, but there's also guys like you start a fashion, you do photography, you like to paint, you like to do art. It's like what? You know what I mean? It, sometimes – yeah, it's very different for a lot of people to, to take that in and be like, what do you do? You know what I mean? It's, it's a weird way. It can be intimidating to, to open up about those things. Like, yeah, I like photography or yeah, I like to yeah. I like radio, you know, just random stuff. And I think that's awesome that you're open to just like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. It's, it's in the hockey community. It's definitely more, you see more of, I think we talked about this before, Rez. I, I find a lot of hockey players and, Again, a lot of amazing guys, but just the, the culture of it is very like two dimensional, mm-hmm. not very accepting to things that are different, I guess, um, like a NBA culture, I guess, you know, it's, uh, I think it was surprising to a lot of people. Again, I took a lot of shit, but later towards my career, it didn't, hey, it didn't really bother me anymore. You know, maybe it did a little bit, but I was kind of over it, but it, uh, you know, breaking into doing that and stuff like that, especially going like later in high school and juniors when guys are young and still give you a hard time about that shit. You know, my, my thing was like, I would carry a chip on my shoulder, I guess, in a sense, but like, you know, I, I I kept having success with through hockey, which helped get me through that. And I'd still get, you know, I would still get attention from girls. Not that I really was, I was no sort of a player whatsoever, but I would, you know, it's nice to get respect from girls. And then, get some success with your career and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, you know what, fuck you. I'm still going to keep doing me. And eventually, you know, I just, it kind of became, uh, it, it didn't, I just got used to it. And I think the guys that, uh, a lot of guys became more accepting of it the longer I was in the league and stuff like that. But it was, uh, there were some funny moments though, man. One time when I was in, uh, we were playing Fort Wayne versus quad city and, uh, Quad Cities posted a, a picture on their uh, big screen, and it was uh, it was like a shirtless picture of me. And Quad City, out of everybody, they, they did the style and Milan cam. They cut out my head, and they were going around the crowd and, like, putting people's heads on my body and shit. <laughs> I was at the away to rank. Like, I've never seen any – it was – I did not expect it. There was, like, timeout, and everybody's like, holy shit, Miles is on the screen. And uh, – Everybody on the other team's giving me shit, but then all of a sudden you hear like, you hear like some of the Quad City fans like, oh yeah, oh yeah, like get like, I don't know, it, it was it was pretty funny and just have guys giving me shit, and then all of a sudden like you hear some swoons in the crowd and shit, and it was uh, yeah, it was dude, just... Coast fans are fucking ruthless. Oh my they're God. fucking different. They're a different fucking breed, and you know. I get it because, like, you go to some of these places and, like, that's all they got. But, like, I've seen some fucking gutty chirps thrown out and it's just, like, I don't I don't know. Like, I couldn't imagine. Like, I, I've always kind of been a bag of milk, so I haven't really been <laughs> confident enough to post a picture shirtless. But, like, I wouldn't be able to handle that. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, that's – that's gutty. <laughs> I know. It, but it was – it ended up being funny because it was, like – I don't know. It, 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 that situation was funny, but a lot of times, I mean, yeah, fans and fans in general can be just fucking ruthless because they don't see a, they don't see as a, you're, you're a, you're a mini celebrity in a way. You're a celebrity. And so when I was at Fort Wayne, bro, you're a celebrity there, man. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, they, 
they definitely see you as more of a, they don't see you as a person, right? So, but I, I never was too shy. If it was the away fans, I'd let them have it. They were giving me <laughs> shit in the box. You know what I'm saying? I'd get as, I, if they were saying gutless shit to me, I'd be like, look at your fucking wife, buddy. Look at your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, real quick, I just want to backtrack, man. Again, what Flo said, just want to reiterate that, you know, um, it takes a lot of courage to say the things that you have said so far and to open up to those things. And no, it's not easy. And um, I know both of us are super grateful that you still all are around to tell that story and um, just to know that you're always deserving of this life and all that. You know, man, just, just yeah, you just, I'm grateful to, you know, have you as a buddy and just, you know, be here to talk about then tell your story. It's going to help a lot of people who are struggling too, you know? Man, I, I appreciate it. I, uh, I appreciate you having me to be able to, you know, share it the best that I can. I mean, it's, um, I think everybody kind of deals with it. A lot of people, you know, the coined term suffering in silence. Like I was the epitome of that, you know, there's still, you still have bad days, but I can tell you right now, man, that I, I honestly feel I, I'm so far past that mental state of mind and I'm so grateful. And I, I'm, I am, I never want to go to that place ever again. Cause that is a scary place and a lonely place, you know, mm-hmm. and it, maybe it sounds, um, <clears throat> you know, when you're in a room full of people and you're alone when you're, you know, it's just n- nothing makes you happy. Nothing motivates you. You're pretending to be happy in a group of people and uh, at times you are times you forget about it. And, you know, that's why I go back to the boys. It was great, but you know, a lot of people just, I feel like need somebody to relate to. I feel like I'm very, I feel like I'm kind of a chameleon in that sense to where I'm very open, but I also can, I, I'm very open, but I also feel like I can relate to a lot of people and at least try to understand a lot of people too, from their side. I'm very empathetic. Um, but, you know, getting past that stuff, I, I, you know, I will never be shit too shy to, you know, help somebody and help somebody get through that and understand because when you're in it, it's, you don't see, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't, you're just living day to day, you know, hoping that, hoping that the amount of stress you're putting on your body does. I mean, shit. I mean, I was putting so much stress on my body, just like from just literally stressing out all the time. Um, you know, I yeah. thought, man, I'll, I'm going to get a freaking disease or some shit here, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about to do one of, I'm about to do one of those to myself. Like that's how bad I was feeling. It's crazy. Um, that's the exact same thing I felt. I was, that's that was a turning point for me where I had to go home. I was like, it's going to get so bad to the point where I'm going to get myself very sick, seriously sick. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy yeah. what the mind will do to you physically. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's scary. It's very yeah. scary, like you said. So, but yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of courage to, to be open about that stuff, man. And like you said, suffering in silence, you know, you're an outgoing guy and, you know, love to dance and all that stuff. And I think one thing I've noticed being one of those guys having, you know, one of my buddies is like that too. It's like, sometimes those guys are the ones that, you know, kind of hurt suffer. the most. Yeah. Hurt yeah. The most. I, I agree with you. It's yeah. pretty crazy. Man, when I, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it with anybody when I was going through it. I, I didn't want, like, there was times where I, I had to vent because I had no choice and I, again, talked to my family. But my fear was, you know, being open to this stuff is how is this, you know, if I'm open about it or if I say something about it in public, if I talk to this person, they're going to tell this person. If I tell, 
you know, even my family, I would get nervous. They're going to tell this person and then everybody's going to think I have some sort of issue, which I do, but also other people deal with it. I'm just going to be put on that, you know, that island, I guess, where I'm viewed a little bit differently. And you're always going to be like, oh, yeah, no, he, he uh, you know, suffers from depression. He suffers from depression. I never wanted to be that fucking guy. And I think so many people go through it and don't want to do it, uh, don't want to be that person. So they're scared to admit it. And um, I was that person. And I, I thought it might affect me getting jobs in the future. I thought it might, you know, which it very well could have. If I was open about it, you know, who's to know if I wanted to play the next year and they saw some article or something about me being, you know, this, you know, having this, these issues or something like that. You know, nobody wants to take that guy. It's like, oh, I feel bad for you. Oh, you know, get some help. We'll help you. But we'll also never give you a chance again. And I, I always wanted, I didn't want that to fucking hold me back in any sort of way so I just I suffered in silence I guess that's that's my way to put it and you know aside from my family I still you know I would vent at times but I, I never really 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 opened up I never really opened up so yeah it's hard to do go ahead Flo no I was just gonna say I mean you saying it's hard to open up to people outside your family and you come on a fucking podcast that we're trying to pump out to the whole whole hockey and I mean, sports world in general, you open up. I mean, it just shows, like, the type of guy you are trying to help people and, you know, the strength that you have to let yourself be vulnerable. So I, I think that's great. And, I mean, I can't explain enough how much I appreciate you doing that because there's, like Danny said, there's probably a ton of hockey guys out there that are eating – like having thoughts eat at them day in and day out because they're into fashion, but they're too afraid because they think somebody's going to say something. You were saying how you talk to your family and uh, still kind of iffy about talking to other people, but the fact that you come on here and, um, you know, show how strong you are being able to talk about it and uh, say we did and just kind of shows the, kind of character you have trying to help people and then um obviously all the guys that are you know have that hidden passion of fashion is funny is that yeah yeah Yeah, passion for fashion that's right (laughs) um but like i i'm just uh really grateful he came on because i mean um you know it's going to help a lot of people whether you think it or not or whether they will say that it came from listening to this podcast who the fuck knows but whether or not it does or doesn't you still made a difference to someone so i just appreciate that i know danny does as well big time yeah i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't i i appreciate you guys having me again i i can tell you like i if i was going if i was talking to you right now a year ago like i i, I wouldn't be talking to you i guess is what i'm i, I should be saying yeah. but like I, even with my family, I still, I didn't want to talk about it with my family unless like I was really, 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 really upset. And for some reason I just felt the need, but I, there's a lot of stuff I didn't tell my family and, you know, I'll even, I'll keep out of this, but I, I don't, I don't feel ashamed anymore. I, I am so far past that point, like I said, and I, I have grown so much from there and it's just for anybody that is suffering in silence, for anybody that is scared of being different or, you know, not sure what they want to do or going through a heartbreak or going, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand all of it. I've seen it all. I've seen it all come at me at once. And, uh, 
you know, put me in a place that I just talked about. And I, there, there is hope there is better place. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's, uh, I'm doing mortgages. I never thought in my fuck again, I didn't know what I was going to be passionate about. I kind of just threw myself into this into I was looking for a bunch of different jobs. I wanted to maybe do training. I got some, you know, uh, a guy referred me over to this company that, you know, does mortgages. I didn't even know what a mortgage was two weeks before I got into the business. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you, you know, it, I feel, and I've gone through a lot of stressful times just with work and school and balancing everything. But I'll tell you, man, what, what, what those, the darkest times where I'm literally looking at the devil every single day did for me now and everything, this pandemic and all this stuff that's going on in the world. Like I feel so calm, like I feel like a weird calmness where it doesn't, I can, I can think things out and I can think things through and I don't think, yeah. I think you know, it, it just prepared me for who, where I am today and what I'm doing today. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, adding structure to my life helped. It, it did. Like it was uh, working a regular job and stuff. And whether I do this for the rest of my life, I can't say that, but, um, you know, it, it helped get me back on track for sure and keep me busy and, and get me to a, a, a better mental place, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, those are, yeah, we were going to ask you if there's anything you had to say to anyone who's struggling in silence and you, you hit the nail on the head there, man. And it's, that's awesome. And perspective is everything. And it's crazy what you said too, about how, how you're feeling now. You have a clear light, uh, viewpoint on things and you think clearly. It's crazy what being in those dark places kind of when you're out of it, they actually just kind of move you forward a little bit. It's, it's yeah. weird. You're able to think things more clearly and um, you kind of have a better appreciation for when you're feeling better about yourself, when you're feeling good. And then you can kind of, you know, handle like this pandemic You can kind of handle these things better, and, you know, just stuff like that. Like you said, you become wiser, like quicker almost. It's like, you just become like just more wise and understanding of things. And yeah, you're like, you know, there's some irreparable scars that are still kind of left on you, but they also have healed and they are a story and they can help other people. And I have always tried to be that person that kind of leads the way, I guess. I mean, I got a fucking, I got a tattoo on my arm. It's literally like, I mean, it has a little to do with, uh, you know, scissors and fashion, right? You know, uh -huh. creative, being creative, but cutting my own path. And um, like I got the, the scissors are not cutting up the line, right? They're, they're going the opposite way. So yeah, yeah. I'm cut my own path and do my own thing. And I've always believed in doing that. And, you know, I've had to deal with stuff to get through some of the <laughs> shit, shit that I got for it. But um, at the end of the day, like I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm on a podcast here with you boys, man, sharing my stories. <laughs> yeah, so, man. fuck, must be doing something right. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Just being you. Just being you. Being, yeah, <laughs> For being, real. Being the man. So, thank you. I really appreciate it. Just telling your story again, being vulnerable, opening up. And um, you're, you're, this is going to help so many people out in ways that you don't even know, man. It's going to be awesome. So, thank you. Uh, you're really helping out you know people's lives so it's awesome you you uh you want to just repeat your socials if uh we haven't gotten to to it yet like uh you guys want you my have, social security number what? yeah please if you can <laughs> you're like the third person <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um yeah social media stuff uh, social media is, is style and myelin um no g in the style and s-t-y-l-i-n-m-i-l-a-n <laughs> That's basically everything. So uh, Snapchat. Uh, I don't really use Snapchat as much anymore, but 
uh, Instagram and Twitter and that stuff. Yeah. And ageless smiling for oh, yeah. clothing company. For yeah. The, what am I forgetting that? Yeah, Jesus. bro. Come on. <laughs> ageless Milan. Okay. My fashion account. Hey, we're going to be, uh, you know, now once I get my parents moved into the new place, I'm going to have some lines, some, some wild shit. I got my fucking, my blowtorch ready, ready to flame some shirts up. So I'm going to have some new stuff. Ageless Milan. Ageless. And then M-I-L-A-N. Last name. There you go. You heard it. Heard it first, son. There you go. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> hey, my boys. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You guys are yeah. freaking, that's really cool. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And of course, man, it was a pleasure. Pleasure having yeah, you on. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Yeah, no doubt. All right, my, all right, my boys, I'm out.